Hello, everybody. Welcome back into Talk Off. It is Friday, April 14th. I'm not going to lie. I had to run to the calendar app on my phone to check what the date was tomorrow, but we are back. We're here to talk some baseball. We are? No, actually, no, sorry. This is actually now a book club. And today we're reviewing um, uh, A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. This is the first book I saw when I, I looked I was going to say, right. the fact that you cannot think of any book is a little concerning. Well, I wanted to get the I wanted to get the If anybody asks too, you but I, like about books, just say you read Harry Potter. They're like they're so there's such long uh, books that it makes it look No, smart. actually Come we're on. actually cut we are this is the Harry Potter episode where Zach and I are going to talk about the best Harry Potter movie which is the sign he's holding up, Prisoner of Azkaban fucking love harry potter can i just say that i might be the most it's better than I'm, star wars it's better than star wars 100 percent better than star wars but i might be the most excited person in the entire world for the hbo series I, like i i hope they don't ruin it i, but I like, am I'm too so but it's not con- you know it's not confirmed yet which is like I, that's why i'm not getting excited like that's why i'm not like over the the moon excited know, about it yet if they sold because... the rights to them already like it's got to be confirmed well, I think they sold the rights to them just so that they could have the uh, movies on the platform. I really fucking hope that it happens, though, because I think they'll do it in such a cool way. HBO has great series. Uh, yeah, I think they'll... I mean, they're going to dedicate like a pretty substantial budget to that um, to that series if it does come to fruition. But I think the problem is, is it's going to just like... It's going to feel so weird. Like, it, I don't think it's going to be Harry Potter. It's gonna be like that world, uh, but it's just like can you because explain? Like, can you can you explain a little bit of okay, okay, wait, hold on, hold on. Can I can I interject a thought? And you tell me if this is where you were going down. Does it give Deathly Hallows Part Two vibes, where it's in the Harry Potter universe, but it doesn't necessarily feel like a Harry Potter? I think even film. worse because like it feels like you know you know how that movie feels like yeah. a thriller. It doesn't yeah, feel like a Harry Potter you- movie. I think it's going to yeah. be even worse than that, and I, I think it's going to feel way less like a Harry Potter movie because the there's going, you're going to have none of the same characters. It's going to, not going to be the same actors. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that it wouldn't be the same actors. I mean, they're definitely not going. I mean, I could see it either being a prequel to the series, or it could be something that leads up after. I, I know that like they did the um, they did the play. Like J.K. Rowling wrote the play, The Cursed yeah. Child, which everyone thinks is going to be made into a movie one day, but I honestly don't think that's going to be made into a movie. Because Daniel Radcliffe comes has come out and, and said, like, I don't want to go back into that role. Such a just loser. Yet. Like your Harry I think right? he's like just he's like, like one of those guys who's mad that he's like stuck in Yeah, he's like stuck in a yeah. role. He's mad about it, but everybody just wants him to be Harry Potter. Nobody cares about my bad, yo. My bad. You made millions of dollars. Yeah, when you were twelve years old. My fault. When I was twelve years old, I was I don't even know what I was doing, eating cookies. The dude was literally gifted. He he literally was at like eleven years old. Was literally put his pen to paper and was like, "Hey, we're a major studio. We want you to film five four to five movies with us. I think that's what he signed on for originally. It was like four movies. Here's 
five million dollars, a million a movie. Crazy. I might never Crazy see five million dollars in my at life. Eleven. I might not see five of anything. That's that would suck. I have five fingers, so actually that you got the purpose you got a couple. You got two five fingers. Well, actually, you have ten fingers. So yeah, what are we talking about? I have twenty <laughs> if you really think about it on my feet. Wait, Whoa. what? Toes, toes are, are not fingers. No, toes are fingers. They're toes. They're little finger. Okay, well, like they're like the same family. Yeah, they have the same bone. They're both phalange bones, I think. Phalanges. Jake, stop laughing, okay, bro? Look it up. They're fucking phalanges. Jake, how's the hydro flask life? Jake, how's the hydro flask life? Because I can't tell if you like it just because you're trying to look trendy or if you like are going to get mad at someone and beat them over the head with it. I like it. Because that thing is a weapon, my guy. Oh, I could kill someone with this. I have some dents on the bottom of it already. I don't know if you can see it <laughs> in the camera. I think those that that's why, like, skinny white girls ha- have them all the time because it's they don't have to carry – that and to drop it on that that and to drop it on like any counter that they're in. in well, they they have to let you know. Like, that oh my bad, my bad. They have to let you know that they're using it because or, or else right. how that in the iced coffee when they shake the oh, iced coffee. Oh, of course. Right. You you go on any social media right now. I'm sure you'll find a video of some girl making iced coffee, and it's 95 percent cream, and then just like a little dash of little dash of coffee in there. It's like basically oh, also. Why do all women drink that green shit? What is it? I want to know what it is. Oh, um, like the green. I don't know. What it called? What's called like greens? Like that's what it's like. The company's called. So what the fuck is it? Why is it? Kombucha? I think it's like. I no, think no, it's, no, 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 no. Not up? that. I know what that is. That's like vinegar. You know, like you see the girls on TikTok no, and they got the little. They got it's the athletic little whisk, greens. Athletic green greens. Google Google athletic greens, Jake. Isn't athletic greens? Can you Google athletic greens and share your screen? I'm pretty sure it like, supports digestive oh, health. Uh, so, it's like supports digestive health, and it's like you're able to get the vitamins of vegetables without necessarily just eat a fucking piece eaters. of broccoli. Jesus. Well, I, I mean, I mean, okay. So, like, I'm a picky eater, but like, I've been recently getting into to more vegetables. This is crazy the way I'm talking about this, as if it's like, <laughs> as if it's like something difficult. Um, but no, I, I like broccoli. <laughs> But like, I definitely don't eat salad, which I probably Salad's should. Not, you got to find a good salad. You got to put good stuff in it. Well, I'm just afraid. You're, well, try, wait, like, what? Uh, my, I'm, well, I'm not afraid, but it's it's. I, I would. De- I have like. I still have a gag reflex to things that I think are like smell weird. Lettuce to me. doesn't smell like anything. All right, but like the salad dressing and olives. Okay, well, you don't. Have, you so don't nasty. have to put olives in it. Full tomatoes. You know what's the best part also, about salads, Chris? You decide a lot of people we in. know. No, I understand that romaine lettuce kind of freaks me out because of the whole like bugs in like the romaine lettuce it bugs in all your food, out. buddy. Trust me. Um, there's been this narrative pushed around by one specific person that I'm afraid of tomatoes, or and like that, and just because I'm afraid of tomatoes, he thinks that like this goes down to all anything in the family of tomatoes, so ketchup like red sauce, anything. And it's just not true. I just don't like the texture and appeal of a tomato. I don't have tomatoes on my burgers. I won't eat a cherry tomato. I will, but I will have tomato sauce. I will have tomato soup. I will have ketchup, but I won't have a tomato. 
but I mean, you do you, man. So call call it what you want, but don't call me broke. You're broke. All right, Zach, let's get into some baseball. Okay. Enough of this dilly-dallying, dicking around. All right, man, let's talk some baseball. What do you want to talk about? What do you so, want to talk about? So I want to talk about something because I was watching this game last night, and it was an injury, and I want to bring it up first because it's the most fresh baseball news on my mind. Big kind of a big hit for the Braves. I don't know what's going to come come of this, but Braves place Orlando Arcia on the injured list. He has a micro fracture in his left wrist. I was watching the game last night. Hunter Green on the bump for the Reds. For those who don't know, Hunter Green pumps gasoline. And and Hunter Green, there's a fastball up and in, catches uh, Arcia on his left wrist. I immediately like anytime I see a ball run up and in on a on a righty, and it catches anywhere, any I would say anywhere lower than the forearm, so wrist or hands. My immediate instinct goes to this guy's going on the end. hundred percent. It's so fragile because it's just so easy to break yeah, those bones. It, it's so fragile there. Anytime you see a guy get hit anywhere in the arm, honestly, unless like anywhere below the elbow, it's very scary. If I'm being honest with you, like I would rather be besides obviously like the head is a different story, but if I was up at the plate, like I would rather be hit in like the, the kneecap, like the shin, like any, anywhere the, the wrist and the bones dude, like in, in your fingers that honestly, like that scares me because that's something and knock on wood and, and God willing, I've never broken anything, but, um, I could just feel that like breaking something in your wrist or your fingers would be super painful because it's like pretty essential to like every day to day act. Yeah, definitely. Especially throwing a fucking baseball. Yeah, no. Yeah, outside of life, baseball activities, like it's essentially impossible to do without a wrist. You know, his x rays were negative though after the game. I'm just reading reading about it. Right uh y- yes, but uh it came out an hour ago. That there's a micro fracture. Ah, micro. Do you, do you see that? Yeah, now? I see it now. This is so. I'm uh, reading from three hours ago. That's the problem. So super, super interesting for the Braves. Vaughn Grisham, maybe. I I, I was possibly? literally just going to bring that up. Like, where do they go from here? And I I think they have to go to Vaughn Grisham. They have to bring him up, and he's got to start at shortstop. And I think that's the move they should have made at the start of the season. Even though Arcia has got out to a great start and he had a great spring training, he kind of beat Grissom out for the spot. And you might as well put Arcia there and give Grissom some more time to, you know, just adjust and get get some more ABs and AAA and work on his defense a little bit more. But this is going to be the opportunity for Grissom to come up and try to cement himself while Ar- while Arcia is hurt. He obviously didn't have a great spring training, which is why Arcia beat him out for this job. So it, it, if he can get out to a hot start when he comes up, then I think the Braves are not going to be in a bad spot, and this injury might end up being a plus for them. Even that, like that, sounds stupid, but addition by subtraction, and it, they lose Arcia, but you do end up adding Grissom at short. And if it, if this guy can stick, he is gonna stick, and he's gonna be a very good bat for the Braves. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, obviously, and Braves fans will tell you this: 
this I, I know a lot of people wanted him up to start the year. Defense is a little bit of a liability, so that's what kept him out of the major league level. But I mean, the guy was slashing three sixty six, four fifty eight, and five eighty five uh, in Triple A. So the the offense is there, the bats there. It's uh, the question mark is the glove, and honestly, he's a versatile guy. Like he could play short, he could play second. So. I think this is a good guy to have at a major league level because he's young. You, you could stick him anywhere. And I think this is a good move for the Braves. Like I, I think this is a, uh, I think this is a blessing in disguise for them. I think they're going to, they're going to realize that this guy deserves to be playing at the major league level. And I'm excited to see what, what Grisham brings to the table at a major, at the major league level and not just at a spring training game. Yeah, me too. And, and I really think he's, he's going to be, an extra and just an extra bat in that lineup. Arcia obviously got out to a great start, but we know that that's, that's not going to last for a whole 162. So getting Grissom in there, a guy who can be a lot more consistent than Arcia, and I, I think is going to help the Braves a lot. It's going to help them to have that, that guy at the end of the lineup that they are confident in. And hopefully Vaughn Grissom can be that guy. The, the defense is going to be a little bit of an issue when he first comes up, and there's no question. And I feel like that's the, what we're getting the sense of a lot of triple gay, tri- triple gay, triple A guys, triple K, <laughs> triple A guys that are coming up this year. A lot of oh, that's not no good. <laughs> Relax, man. All right, we were just going to blow by it, and you had to stop. I was going to keep <laughs> going, but you had to stop and point things out. Yeah. Continue. But I feel like a lot of AAA guys that are coming up are lacking in defense. You know, we see guys like Brett Beatty, who the, the Mets want to see him in AAA. He's got to work on the defense a little bit. Vaughn Grissom got to work on the defense a little I bit. I think he's going to be called up tonight. Brett Beatty? Yeah. I do think uh, he's going to get Billy, called up within Billy, next week. In, Billy, B- Billy in Epler is at the AAA game. Today. Yeah, I, I do think he's he is going to get brought up and, and good. But this is all I'm saying is I feel like a lot of guys who are coming up this year, at least especially, have troubles at in the field. So having Vaughn Grissom come up and being a little bit of a liability at shortstop is not really going to slow this team down, especially because their lineup is just insane. Acuna's out to a hot start. Olsen's out to an amazing start. Murphy's out to a good start. This team is just built to hit, and Grissom coming in for Arcia hopefully will just bring that up even more. Agreed. Yeah. And moving to the Mets, Beatty needs to come up. You need, he needs to be at the major league level right now. He, it seems like every other night, him, Mauricio, and Vientos are hitting home run after home run. And it's just making me so frustrated with upper management that we have guys like uh, Easy Out Escobar. I mean, Narva, 04 Narvaez is uh, on the injured list right now. But we have guys like that on the major league roster, and they're not producing. And I just want I want our young guys to be up, and I want them to be showing the world what the farm system of the Mets is like. So it would be nice to see Beatty at the major league level, and I think that I think that time is coming. I think that time is coming very soon. I think it could even I think he could even be called up before this episode is released. No, I I 100 agree with you. There is nothing that the there is nothing that should be keeping the Mets from bringing up Brett Beatty. Absolutely nothing. Because when you look at this guy and how he's playing in AAA and how he played last year and just 
the tools that he has, there's no reason that he shouldn't be starting over Eduardo Escobar. I understand you want to give him some more time in triple. You you want to give him some time to work on the defense a little bit, get a couple more ABs under his belt. All right, he got him. Get him the fuck up now. Because this is not a team that's going crazy right now and can't use the extra. They can use the pop in the lineup right now. They need someone in that lineup to spark the lineup a little bit. You know, Alonzo's trying to get going, hit a home run the other day, but they need someone else. And I think Brett Beatty is going to be that guy. If they bring up Brett Beatty, start him over Escobar. I just think that he has the potential to lift this whole lineup and get a light a little fire under the Mets because they are just like they're coming out very flat. And I, I don't know if it's because, you know, you could attribute attribute it to the Diaz injury just just lacking. Just they feel like oh Diaz is hurt, blah, blah, blah. but I just feel like the Mets have come out a little flat this year, especially in the lineup. So I think a guy like yeah, Brett Beatty, the, the, could, the lineup has looked so yeah. flat. And you know, you know, you know, who's another guy that I I really would like to see at the major league level and to play some outfield. I want Mauricio to I want Mauricio in left field because Mark Canta he is pissing me off because. There have been so many. I mean, and look, Canna was a guy who always took his time at the plate, and I think he's another instance where I think the pitch clock is something that it, that's a, a massive learning curve for a guy like this. Mauricio in eleven games this season in AAA, three forty one average, four home runs, twelve RBIs, over a thousand OPS. So this is a guy who. I mean, yeah, you could say this is okay. It's eleven games, Chris. Like he's on a tear or whatever, but. It's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna fall back to reality at some point. But I don't care. Like what I'm seeing out of him now, I would, you would never see that. Out of Take Mark advantage Hanna. of the hot hand. He's yeah. hot. Take advantage of it. Bring him up. And and you say you say people will use the 11 game argument, and I get that. But he also played 20 great games of spring training. Like Ronnie yeah, Mauricio has been hot for the past two months. It hasn't just been the past two weeks. He's been hot for the past two months. And I think the problem that the Mets are having with Mauricio right now is that he's he's just kind of blocked because you can't – like as a guy who's a, a natural middle infielder, you're not going to start him over Lindor. You're not going to start him over McNeil because you just gave McNeil all that money. And now the what you're looking at is do you either bring him up to DH, but you don't really want that, or – you try to get him to figure out how to play the outfield. And this is a guy who hasn't really played a lot of outfield. So I think that's what's keeping the Mets from bringing Mauricio up. But I agree with you. I think it's Beatty is a move that needs to happen, but I think Mauricio is more of a move that, you know, that might light even a more of a fire under the Mets, because if he's coming up, that's the Mets really showing. Like if you guys aren't going to perform, there's got, we got guys that can take your fucking spot. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna put a lot of pressure on guys like Canna and like I hate to say it, but like it, it's it's gonna put a lot of pressure on some of like the the guys who are already there. Like I obviously Lindor is he's locked in. Obviously, we know that Lindor isn't going anywhere, but he's a guy who hasn't really been producing early on. Like he has a home run here and there, but average wise, like he's not a, a bat that we can consistently rely on in the lineup right now. So. Yeah, his job isn't in jeopardy, but when you see younger guys coming up, it's going to only elevate you to play at your best. So I think it's, I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's uh, Billy in the front office's decision to make these calls, to call players up, and 
I'm I'm gonna as of now I'm gonna have faith in them, and they'll know when the right time it is. And I'm not really concerned considering we're going to Oakland this weekend for a three game set. But following Oakland, it's gonna get tough. San Francisco Giants are no blowover, and then we got to go face the Dodgers in LA. So we'll see what happens. I. I, I I never like West Coast road trips because they never end well for them. Like the Mets actually never play well on West Coast road trips. But I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be an optimist. I do think during this, I, it, it's a long road trip. I think it's like it, it could almost be close to two weeks. I think by the end of this road trip, either Brett Beatty or Mauricio will be a Met. Will be on the major league roster. So. That's my prediction. We'll see, if, we'll see if it comes true, but that's my two cents. I mean, I agree with you. I, I, I think at the end of this trip, there's no question. I think it's going to be Beatty. I really do. I, I think Beatty, it, it, it's mm. definitely time for Beatty. It's the way more likely scenario that Beatty, but you never know. Like Mauricio is not far behind him, and neither is Vientos. Like, we haven't talked about Vientos yet, and it's – there's a lot to talk about him too. So I actually so. do want to talk about Vientos for a second because you sent me a text the other day and you mm. said, hot take prediction, yep. the Mets are going to trade for yep. Zach Gallen this season. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's a good move for the Mets. He just seems like a guy and I'm, I, I, let me, let me check his, his, his contract. I don't know if he's, if, if this is a contract year for it's him. It's not. Uh, oh. It is. I thought he had one more. Uh, this is a contract okay. here for him. Actually, no. I'm so confused how this is. If I go on Spot Rack, Spot Track, Spot Track, Spot, no Spot. There's no two T's. It's spot Track. All right, whatever. Uh, go to go to his Spot Track because it says he's a unrestricted free agent in 2026 so that has to mean that like there's two there's two more years of arbitration after this yes all right so yeah 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 there is two more years of arbitration so he's making 5 5 5.6 million so this just feels like a guy that for the mets could be a very easy trade target he's 27 years old He's a great, great pitcher for the Diamondbacks. And we're lacking young pitching depth right now. So this, this to me, sounds like a no-brainer. Zach Gallon is definitely, definitely going to be talked about come deadline time, bearing he stays healthy. So I don't, I don't, I don't see why not. I don't see why. Not. And personally, Beatty seems like our guy for the future. Vientos is a corner infielder. It seems only right that Vientos would probably be the guy to go because it's not going to be Beatty and it could be Mauricio, but that's just, I I don't see that happening. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm with you. I, I think when the Mets do make a move and, and it will come eventually, we're only two weeks into the season and ain't going to come yet, but when they do make a move, it is definitely going to involve Mark Vientos there's no question that next yeah. year, opening day, Mark Vientos will not be a New York Met. And I have no like no doubt about it. Brett Beatty is the third baseman of the future for the Mets. And Mark Vientos is just he's just blocked by Beatty. And that's what that's that's what happens. It it, it 
it's just how it works. And that's why the MLB draft is so weird. And with all the AAA and double A, single A, it's just so weird that you could have a backup at so many positions. But that's why these guys don't care because they can just deal them for what they need. And if the Mets need pitching come trade deadline, best believe that Mark Vientos is going to be on the block. They are. Yeah, I'll say one more thing about the the Mets before. No, oh, go sorry, ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Off. No, I'll say one more thing about the Mets because I know we want to get to some other things too. But um, I also think that well, t- two things, and really quick. One, Francisco Alvarez, and this and this, and this ties into what we're talking about about how Vientos is going to be probably on the trade block come deadline time in July. But. The, let's not forget the Mets had the 11th overall pick last year, and they drafted Kevin Parada, the catcher out of Georgia Tech. I believe that's where he was from. Uh, and right now, Alvarez is the guy. And then that's that's kind of the future outlook that Alvarez is going to be the guy for the future. Two things. One, Parada could be a good trade piece for this deadline also or offseason. Two, Alvarez needs to be getting consistent, consistent at-bats because – this is not a competitive lineup with Tomas Nito behind the dish and hitting eighth for us. Uh, and Buck just seems to be throwing Alvarez kind of like right into it's kind of seems baptism by fire right now for Al- for Alvarez. And in the very short major league experience that he's had, he has never had a game where it's not high leverage. So everyone's looking at this kid and like, when is he going to produce? Well, he hasn't been put in a situation to succeed. He's been set up for failure. That's my opinion on the matter. Don't be surprised if Kevin Parada's name is thrown in at the deadline along with Vientos. I, I think it's definitely a possibility. And we know the, the move from the Mets is going to come eventually. And it's Steve Cohen's going to get them whatever they need. He's going to trade Mark Vientos and a couple other guys for whatever they need. Now, I personally don't think that's going to be Zach Gallen, but it very well could be. I don't think it's going to be Zach Allen because I just think that the Diamondbacks really like Zach Allen. And with him and Merrill Kelly as their top two, I think they're going to try to keep that for as long as physically possible because that's a team that's on the come up. They're trying to get better, and they have a lot of young prospects coming up that are going to make this team a lot better. I'm also looking at their spot track. They don't spend any money on anyone besides Madison Bumgarner. And when he gets off their book, they should spend money because he's making $23 million a year to have like a four or five ERA and just be a bum. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think that that gallon is what the Mets will do, but I do think that when the Mets do end up making a move. Yeah. It was just a throw out there. And that's a kind of like my wish. I just think when when they do make a move, it'll a hundred percent include Mark Vantos. Other some other news today moving across the majors for the Tampa Bay Rays who have been absolutely on fire late as of late thirteen and zero. Jeffrey Springs, Zach and I were talking a little bit about this pre-show, uh, diagnosed with left arm ulnar neuritis. Zach's at neuritis, neuritis after leaving Thursday's game against the Red Sox. So essentially, this is inflammation in the ulnar nerve of his pitching arm, which can cause numbing, numbing and tingling sensations. So this seems like injured list. I think it seems like injured list. And I I think it's a little scary because the Tampa Bay Rays have been flying high. Obviously, 
13 and 0, fucking one of the best starts ever. I'm really upset that one of my that my team was a part of it, but whatever. But they have been doing all this because they have been amazing all around. They have been pitching like nobody else and they've been hitting like nobody else. If you look on fan graphs, the Tampa Bay Rays are atop of pretty much every stat that there is in the major leagues. They're playing amazing. And Jeffrey Springs is a huge part of that. Him going down and the the specific injury that it is, you know, that it, it, the ulnar neuritis or whatever, that basically means elbow tightness. And we know what arm tightness can mean sometimes. Sometimes it means Tommy John. Sometimes it means a week a week off and no rehab, but sometimes it's, it could be a year. Like we really don't know what's going to happen with Springs. And I think if you're a race fan, this is really scary because it's a slippery slope starting with one guy. Cause now you got to have other guys come off and you got to have other guys come up, step up. And that's not what you want when you have somebody like Jeffrey Springs, who's coming out firing this season. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. This is this 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 is a uh, this this this. I'm I'm curious to see how the uh, the Rays will bounce back from this. Don't you agree? Like, wh- where where do they pivot from here? With especially with Glass now still on the shelf, I think. I mean, they're playing fine, but it's like you still have to mitigate damage. So I think right? the problem. Also, what are you watching? I'm trying to put the Yankee games on. On sorry. <laughs> oh how. Yeah, how do I get that? Uh, it's the it's the it's on MLB Network. Right, but can I get that on my phone? Probably. I don't know. I thought I could get it on the MLB app, but I guess not. This is really bad podcasting. Sorry, um, but I don't know. I think this kind of puts the Rays in a weird spot because they have Taj Bradley, who came up and started yesterday's first start in the majors, but. He was taking the spot of Zach Eflin, who just got hurt as well. So with Eflin going on the shelf, Eflin looks like it's going to be probably a couple weeks. Springs, you hope that it's only going to be like a couple weeks. And if if that doesn't stick, if Taj Bradley doesn't stick and pitch as good as he did for the Rays yesterday, then I don't know where this Rays team goes because you obviously have McClanahan, you have Rasmussen, but the pitching is going to start looking really thin if Taj Bradley can't be that top 10 overall prospect pitch, pitching prospect that the Rays think he is. Agreed. Uh, let, let's, let's see. Let's see what else we have here. Zach, the, uh, the Orioles, another, another win today. Another walk-off home run. Adley Rushman. Walk off against Trevor May, who threw a flame throwing ninety three mile an hour fastball right down the dick to give up this walk off home run. The Orioles are fun, man. They're fun. I know Jake is a big better on the Orioles. Uh, they are a fun team. They beer funnel when they hit a home run. They what's the what's like the uh, water fountain like spout? celebration what's that it's a sprinkler it's a a sprinkler it's for doubles i think oh the sprinkler double like the guy on second does the does the dance and the guys in the in the dugout oh yeah and they just like like, (laughs) like, (laughs) 
I don't think they do um, that. <laughs> I don't know. It just kind of whenever I think of like whenever I, when I saw the video, it just made me think of like them just saying like like or or in the in the dugout. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, but the Orioles are a lot of fun. Fuck the Orioles. They're, they're certainly more entertaining. Hey, don't say that about the Orioles. I kind of want to go. Can we go to Baltimore this no. summer? I go when the Sox play. Okay. I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna get an. I'm gonna get a nose hat. I want to. I want the. I want the. Um. Like the one with the white in the front and the orange bill. Excuse me. I want an Orioles oh. hat. Like I'm a fan of the Orioles now. Oh, you're an Orioles fan now. Do you just love the no, color no, no, orange? No, like not like. Well, yes, but but also I I I really want to support the team. It's a good young team to support, honestly. When you have Adley Rutschman, probably the most exciting young player in the league, and I hate him. Yeah, yeah, totally. I hate him so much because he's in my division. Also, what 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 um. What Yankee game are we going to? I don't know. Are we going to a Are we going to a Yankees Guardians game? Are we going to a Yankees? When a is game? that? I think it's. It's it's kind of it's not it's it's not this month. I think it's Yankees Guardians. It's definitely not A's. No Twins. It's Yankees A's. Oh, it's such a trash game. That sucks. Who cares? Whatever, tickets care. for tickets for free. Um, no. So Zach, so what I was going to say to you is when we go to this game, I think we should, we should, um, let's wear something so random to this game. Like what? Can we please wear something, um, like something where someone looks at us and goes, these guys have to be lost. Okay. Let me think. Um, I might, okay. Got it. Phoenix, I'm wearing my Coyotes jersey. My oh, Coyotes okay. Jersey. I thought you meant like we should wear like astronaut suits. <laughs> oh, we could We're do that too. That. Let's go. Oh, we we should go to Spirit Halloween. That's definitely not a story. Should, right should we um, dress up as bananas, like those banana costumes? The Savannah no. bananas. Fuck the Savannah bananas. Why? No, Jake. We're not going uh, to a Savannah bananas game. Bro, they look so fun. No, they no, know, dude. They look so much fun. Ruin. I would. Zach just hates ruining fun. the game of baseball. In what capacity? They do TikTok dances in the middle of the field, guys. <laughs> what do you mean? It's not, not a real baseball. game. It's banana ball. It's, it's stupid. <laughs> it's fucking dumb. I want that tattooed on me. That was sick. That was sick. It's not baseball. It's banana ball. Get mad. So stupid. <laughs> oh, so Zach, I don't know if you've been reading the talk off group chat in the in the meantime, but I had a I had a uh, idea okay. for a segment. We don't have to do it now. We don't have to do it now. But I thought about this to start each show off. What if we did a drive around the majors where we just try we took turns or we could we could take turns doing it or we could both do it together and we try to recap major league games as fast as we possibly can from from like cool things that happened in a major league game since the last time. I we like talked. that. It, we just we would have to actually prep for that, and like I would have to write a script probably if we're gonna try to do it fast. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Sure. All right, Jake. Do you have the car audio? 
Speed. I want to hear it. I am speed. Dude, I told him. I told him what I thought about. Dude, I told. Dude, I, I literally just go. He goes. I, I, he was like, I was like, do you have a car on you? And he's like, uh, like a speeding car or just like a regular car. And I was like, you know the opening scene in Cars. <laughs> And Jake said, "Say less." I got you. I instantly looked up Cars speed. opening scene. I am speed. <laughs> I don't know why that's. I so hope funny. that's not copyrighted. <laughs> oh, it's Disney. Disney. Walt's gonna. It can't be a copyright if it's. Fucking us. half a second. It has to be a certain amount of time, I'm pretty sure. What's the statute of limitations on seconds to copyright? They can't even prove that's the real audience. That's true. It doesn't even Facts. sound like Owen Wilson. We chat GBT. Yo, Dad, Owen yo. Wilson, catch me outside, bro, if you want it. If you want the money. Yeah, I actually fuck Owen Wilson because Marley and me, like, why? Why did you have to do really that? Rude. Why why did you read that script and was like, you know what, this will be a wholesome movie? No. Spoiler alert, the dog dies. Fuck you. Sorry. All right. Bryce Harper, possible first base. Looks like uh, Bryce is looking to make the move over to first base to uh, shorten his stint on the IL and come back from Tommy John injury a little sooner. Uh, We were talking about this last night. This is kind of the same career arc that Albert Pujols had. He was a left fielder, had Tommy John, learned to play first base to come back quicker. I think this makes complete sense for the Phillies. Zach, my question to you is if Bryce Harper ends up being an absolute stud at first base, following the 23 season, is his time up at first base? Or can you say, hey, like maybe we can move Hoskins and keep this guy at first for the sake of not only his arm, but like the longevity of his career? Yeah, I think you make a, a an interesting point because – I do think that Bryce Harper will definitely he'll definitely improve hitting wise, health wise when he plays first. I, I do I do think that. I yeah. think his health will definitely be much better if he decides to make the switch to first. The problem with the Phillies, if that happens, is just like you said, next year, what do you do with Hoskins? Obviously coming off an ACL injury, and it's probably going to be a year and a half before we see him. But when it when we do see him, what happens? Do you deal Hoskins? Do, like, what do you do? You can't. I don't really know because Harper. If you move Harper to first for an entire year, I think you can officially say that he'll never play the outfield ever again, and he will DH and play first for the rest of his life, and he'll probably do that. No matter what, I think he'll probably DH for the rest of his life either way, or, or he'll throw in a little first. I think he's done in the outfield, completely honest. He's just, he's almost a liability out there. So there's no reason to throw him out there. But if he goes and plays first and he shows up this year and plays a phenomenal first base, I have no clue what you do with Reese Hoskins because you don't want to DH one of them. Because if you DH one of them, then you got to play Schwarber and Castellanos in the outfield together every single day. And that's something that I don't think the Phillies really want to do. They can do it sometimes, but having Schwarber and Castellanos out there together is 
is a liability. Even with having Brandon Marsh in center, he's a phenomenal center fielder who can kick, he, he yeah. can cover a shit ton of ground. But and there's a there, there's a lot better defensive right fielders than Harper too. But oh, that, that's that. what I'm saying. He, he's almost a liability in the outfield now. Yeah. I think his outfield days are absolutely done. He's either going to play first when he comes back or they're just going to DH him and he's going to be a DH for the rest of his life, which is honestly a dream job of mine. But I think his time is done in the outfield, but I really have no clue what they do with Hoskins if he does well at first. I guess you deal him. Yeah, uh, I guess it's like we'll wait and see. But uh... These are big ifs. So, also, I wanted to we have breaking news. Uh, two things: the Twins are up seven zero on the Yankees in the first inning. What? 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 Now what I'm is that off about? That I couldn't get the fucking game on. Uh, two, two, with Billy in Epler in in attendance tonight for the Syracuse Mets. Brett Beatty is two for two with a three run homer, and Ronnie Mauricio also just hit a homer. And it's only the fourth inning. So these guys need to be called up. <laughs> Please. Oh, does. Please just call them up. Please just Very call them sad up. watching you be so sad. Uh, Luis Arias, the first, first cycle in Marlins history. Congrats. The guy is now hitting under 500. So that dream is the, the the 500 season is now probably dead, but the 400 season is probably still alive. Also a major overreaction, but Hey, he's probably like the closest thing we've seen to a guy who's probably capable of hitting 400 in a while. I mean, he hits everything. He hits everything. Literally Everything that comes near him. He has a 237 WRC plus right now, by the way. And he's also only paying yeah, 7% of the time. This guy doesn't strike out. He just doesn't. He consistently puts bat on ball and puts the ball in fucking play. And this is something that I wanted to bring up this episode is the Pablo Lopez and Luisa rise trade immediately. We really didn't know what to think about it because the Marlins did need hitting. The Twins did need pitching. But I really didn't. Th- I thought that almost, maybe not right away, but I-, I thought like pretty soon we would figure out who won that trade. Right now, I have no clue because Arise is playing phenomenal for Miami. Obviously, they still fucking suck because it's Miami, but they needed hits and talk about a guy that can provide fucking hits. And the Twins, all they need, they needed pitching. Their hitting was fine. They can hit with some of the best lineups out there, but they can't pitch. This year, the pitching's phenomenal. It's one of the best rotations in baseball right now. Pablo Lopez has a 1 5 ERA. He's looking great. And this trade just, just looks like it was great for both sides. And I kind of just wanted to get your opinion on it. Like, do you think somebody won? Because right now, I really have no clue. Uh, yeah, I think the Marlins won. No doubt, because I, I I'm just a fan. I just think overall, like pitching pitchers, just they're they're way too volatile, and they're also a lot more injury prone than uh, position players are, in my opinion. Because yeah, position players play every day, but pitchers have a lot more stress in their body because the position players aren't going out there and trying to throw the ball as hard as they can 
85 to 100 times uh, per time that they're out on the field. Um, that was not English, but I think overall the Marlins as of right now, and this is obviously like a major overreaction too early to tell, but right as of this very minute, I'm taking the Marlins as the winner of this trade. And that's not to say that Pablo Lopez has had any, uh, season to, to laugh or hasn't, what am I trying to say here? Zach hasn't had a season to laugh at. Yeah. Yeah. Does that, does that, that that that's yeah, that's right. That's good. Right? Uh, one and zero with a one three five ERA, almost at a full one WAR for the for Lopez. So congrats to him. Twenty innings pitched, twenty six Ks. So like he's doing what people thought he was going to be. You know, a great pitcher. I just think Arias is having an unbelievable start, while Lopez is having a great start. Arias is having an unbelievable start. So right now I'm I'm handing the uh, trophy to the Miami Marlins on this one. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely interesting right now. Like we really don't know who who win, won this trade, and I'm sure, you know, you say the Marlins right now, but in Jul- come July we could be saying the Twins. There's no question. This could go back and forth for a long time. I just think like Arise is playing so well right now that it's so hard to say that the Marlins didn't win this trade because they needed a bat. That was going to hit consistently every day, and they got it. The only problem that Luis Arise has really is that he really can't hit left-handed pitch, left-handed pitching. He's not a left a, a lefty who's going to have reverse splits and hit lefties good. He is going to mash righties though, and he's still doing it at a, he's still hitting lefties enough because he's batting like five hundred. So he's going to continue to hit. I think Lopez is going to continue to pitch though because it's not that he's just pitching well and getting lucky. The guy's stuff has ticked up. His fastball's ticked up a mile per hour or two. And also, his slider is now what they call like a sweeper. And that thing is nasty with so much horizontal movement. It is so gross. And I think it's hilarious that they call sliders sweepers now when when they have a lot of horizontal break. Just call it a slider. It's a fucking slider. But it, yeah. It, Lopez, his stuff just looks great. He's not just pitching good. His stuff looks like it's ticked up, and that's a great sign for Minnesota, a team that's honestly surprising me and playing very well. Agreed. Yeah, I think we, I think we talked about a preseason. Like if the if the pieces fell in the right spot, like Minnesota could be a good team, and we were saying like they could make the Central an interesting division. And I think they're gonna I think they're gonna do so, and I, I and I like the addition of Lopez to that lineup. Or to, excuse me, to that rotation. Uh, the the um, Twins are now up nine nothing, and the Yankees still haven't gotten oh out of the God. first inning. Should we call a Yankee fan to get a live reaction? I, I have one right here. Oh right, yeah, Yankee fan Jake, talk. Do you want to know who's pitching? Who? Oh. Just remember a couple of weeks ago when we had breaking news and I said that the Yankees signed Colton Brewer for cash considerations because Aaron Boone said they were going to make a move. That's your guy. Nine runs first inning. Colton Brewer. That's your guy. This is your, your, your guy. This is your guy. This is your guy, Jake. Where's the this game? Is your guy. This is your guy. Uh, this is top of the first. Colton Brewer. It is the top of the first. Yeah, you guys haven't gotten out of the inning yet. Well, Judge Judge will probably hit a nine-run home run. So <laughs> nine nothing in the Bronx. The uh, the Yankees live line is plus twenty. They came right into now. the Bronx and they just 
<laughs> Jake, Jake's eyes He's lit up like a Christmas putting tree. Some money on that. I mean, Jake, it wouldn't hurt to sprinkle. I think crazier bets. That's true. Like, just think about it. Like, if you throw like fifty cents on it, it buys you lunch tomorrow. Yeah, but I, I mean, I would never put fifty cents. On it. I might, th- I might throw, I might throw like ten cents on it because I have like fifty cents. All right, so I have like a dollar and thirty cents in my account right now. I was thinking about, and I did this one time last year. I this was actually one of my proudest gambling moments. I had like. I had under a dollar in my account and I worked it all the way up to a hundred bucks. It took like weeks though. Like it took weeks. And Zach, did I ever tell you about the one time that I live line Duke and I put a hundred yes. bucks on them and they yes. lost? Yeah. That, that, that was when I lost all the money. I live line Duke. Cause I was like, there's no way they're going to lose. Guess what does? And they lost. They lost. But, yeah. Yeah. That's the worst part about betting is when you lose. I still can't believe this. Nine nothing in the top of the first. This is incredible. The umpire didn't even check him coming off the field. He was like, "You don't have any substances <laughs> on you. Obviously, you don't." That's incredible. Go Yankees. Go Yankees. <laughs> All right, Chris. There's kind of one more piece of news that we missed since the last episode. Was it? Was it Zach Granke throwing with his kids? On the off day, no, I don't really care about Zach Greinke that much because he's weird. Um, It was exactly what you predicted: Ian Happ getting his contract extension. You said it. You said it a couple weeks ago that Ian Happ is definitely sitting there, like, "Where's my extension?" Because Swanson, they signed him. Horner got his extension, but Happ hadn't gotten one. And here it is: three years, sixty-one million dollars for Happ. And if I'm him, I'm a happy guy, but. I would have liked probably a couple more years. Three years is is a little tough. It's a little high AAV too for a guy. I like think him. it is, and I think it's one of those situations where they probably had to settle. My guess is Hap wanted more years. The Cubs wanted to give them more year, less years, but were willing to give them more money AAV if they could get less years. So my guess is that is they went a little higher AAV, and he came down on the years, and they met at three sixty one. And I get it. If I'm happy, I'm a little pissed because a lot of these, obviously these guys want to be locked up. They want that contract. They want the guaranteed money. But I think this is a good signing for the Cubs, to be completely honest. Obviously, it's a little more than you want AAV-wise. But I think this keeps the Cubs where they're at with Hap. And it doesn't have them with this huge anchor on their legs if he ends up not panning out. Because Hap, who we talked about a couple weeks ago, is kind of more of a volatile player. He hasn't, you know, produced a couple good seasons in a row. He's had the last two seasons where he's played pretty well, but other than that, before that, he was still a young player and he was unproven. So I think three years is more than fair for Hap. I would understand if he was upset about it, but I think for the Cubs, this is a good deal. It keeps them in the hunt for the next three years with Bellinger still there, with Horner still there, with Swanson still there. And if this again, we're talking about with the Cubs. If this team could just get some pitching, man, they're they're very exciting. Yeah, uh, and to, to add on to that point, Swanson looks good. Cody Ballinger not off to the hottest start, but it looks like some things are starting to turn around for him. Yeah, and so, even even Marcus yeah, Stroman's I, pitching. I like well. this. I like this for the Cubs. Yeah, Stroman's pitching well. So I, you know, Cubs like Cubs fans like. 
six months ago, I would I would have said like you guys have like kind of like a really like not really the brightest future, but now I think things are turning around in Chicago, and I'm happy for him. I like the Cubbies, so good thing good things on the horizon for the Cubs with Ian Happ locked up. Starting this deal starts in 24, ends in 27, uh, free agent in 28. So we'll see what happens. Zach, did that cover. Oh, Corey Seager, injured list. Yeah. That was the only thing I wanted to talk about, but that's the uh, it's man, it's the Rangers. Uh, should we get into some Florida Man Friday? I would be down for some Florida Man Friday. All right, let's do it. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Who wants to go first? Yeah, sure, you I'll go, go first, first. So Florida Man, yeah, Florida Man covered in grease, blood, and peppermint oil, arrested for burglary. So uh, this article starts off by saying this Florida Man tried to give the cops the slip, literally. A naked burglar covered in wheel-bearing grease. Peppermint oil in his own blood was caught jumping into a stranger's pool and on their trampoline. Uh, he was under the influence of unknown substances and carried out his wet and wild middle-of-the-night shenanigans in front of the police sheriff's office. He was caught running naked on the street, tried to jump a fence, and was tackled by officers and recorded on multiple ring cameras. So you want to talk about uh, waking up to an interesting video. That's an interesting that is video. an interesting video. And that blood came from him rolling around, rolling around in a wheelbarrow. Now that is a tongue twister. I love a good wheelbarrow. When you were a kid, did you think it was wheelbarrow? Yeah. I don't. I don't think anybody knew the real word until they got it to at least like sixteen. Wheelbarrow. What's the real word? It's a wheelbarrow, not a barrel. No. Oh, I thought it was wheelbarrow. Guys, you didn't know that? No. Guys. I mean, I don't come across like the often times where I'm like, oh, pass me that It's going to sound really stupid if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Oh, my God. I don't know, dude. I've been calling it wheelbarrow my entire life. I thought it was barrel. And you're talking about Jake who worked at uh Well if you if you look up wheelbarrow, it comes up no. The short answer is that the correct spelling is wheelbarrow. Yeah, people just say barrel. But it's barrow. I don't know what a barrow is, but that's what it is. Nor do I. Okay, so my Florida Man Friday. Florida man shoveling spaghetti in his mouth, arrested at Olive Garden. So this lovely Florida man, his name was Ben, he uh, got very drunk and decided that (laughs) drunk munchies, he wanted some Olive Garden. So he pulled up to Olive Garden, took his shirt off, and was very drunk. And the police found him there shoveling. They, They used the word shoveling. Shoveling spaghetti in his mouth with his shirt off, screaming at the bar. So my friend Ben was arrested and... I don't think that he regrets the spaghetti. I think that it was probably really good, and I hope he got some free garlic bread as well because why would you go to Olive Garden and not get breadsticks? That'd be stupid. Barrow. I still can't believe you guys didn't know it was Barrow. That's actually crazy. You're both 23 years old. And Jake, you're supposed to be smart. I'm 23 with a money tree. We sold wheelbarrows at Ace. I'm pretty sure. I I don't know. I, I'm I don't know. 
anybody who ever bought a wheelbarrow from you is probably kicking themselves right now. Like, how could I get a wheelbarrow from someone who doesn't even know the word? But like, we definitely had signs that said like wheelbarrow, but like, how did I not notice if it said burrow? I don't know. It's okay. It's okay. Life is a lie. Do you have a Florida man? No. I do. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Florida man says burglar broke into his home, sucked on his toes. Deputies say. Whoa. Whoa. So there was a. It happened on Christmas Eve, actually, in Manatee County. A resident woke up to find intruder at his feet. The suspect then declared that he had entered the home to suck toes. Um, Why would he do that? What's this guy's name, just for uh, educational purposes? Uh, and maybe fun. I don't know if they a. they have not made an arrest on the case. Hey yo, outlets report. So. so this guy sucked toes and got off with it. He got away with it. He could be out there still. Like the toe yeah, sucker is still toes. out there. Holy shit! Good thing it's in Florida and not Connecticut. Because if it was in Connecticut, I fast. I would be wearing socks to bed. <laughs> Not tonight, not with this humidity in this economy. In this economy. All right, should we get into some picks? I think yes. Powered by Riverside. All right, we got picks for Friday, April 14th. I will go first, if anybody minds. I hope you don't mind. I I am I will Shut up. I will also be putting an actual wager on this because I'm betting on the against the Rays every single day until they lose. So I'm taking the Blue Jays tomorrow against the Rays. They have okay. Jose Barrios on the mound against Drew Rasmussen. Jose Barrios is fucking terrible. He has an 11 ERA already this season. Drew Rasmussen has yet to give up a run. But he's going to give up 25 runs this game because the Blue Jays are going to demolish the Rays. I hate the Rays. They're number one hated team besides the Yankees. And I hate them, so I'm taking the Blue Jays. I love Blue Jays. Go Blue Jays. I love Canada. Go Blue Jays. I am taking the Guardians minus 135 against the Cleveland Guardians in D.C.? Why Why am I? Hold on. Yeah, it's in D.C. I'm taking the Guardians on the road against the Nationals. Uh, Trevor Williams on the bump, ex-Met. Ex-Mets get shelled. Well, actually, Mets get shelled. Ex-Mets win Cy Youngs um, and MVPs, a.k.a. Carlos Beltran. But I am taking the Guardians because I like the Guardians. They're fun and they're I love the Guardians. I feel like team. Guardians. I do feel like the Guardians are a team that you can't hate. Like, nobody hates the Guardians. No, 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 no. You can't can't hate hate the Guardians. Guardians, for sure. All right, Jake. Yeah, I think my pick has never been more obvious at this point. Um, I'm 3-0 and on Orioles overs. So Orioles-White Sox over nine runs. The White Sox scared me a little bit because the last few games they've hit the un- they've smacked the under. 
Um, so a little worried, but have faith. Orioles overs. I love it. I love the consistency. It's all that matters. There's all there's always one streak, and this is you got to find it. This is it. This is it. I feel it too. Also, Zach, I have a question for you. Random, random question. answer. So I Spaghetti. have a Dice K Matsuzaka bobblehead. Okay. okay, but here's the catch. Okay, the the out. Oh, let me let me actually just show you. So, so I I got this 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 bobblehead years ago when he was on the Sox because I actually really liked Dice K when he was a pitcher. For some random reason, I was a huge Dice K Matsuzaka fan. But as you could see, and I'm asking you because I'm asking you if you think this is worth something. On his jersey, it's stamped Sox Red. Yeah, it is. Dude, that's probably like you know how like misprints are worth. Have you a lot? looked it up before? I don't know, but like I feel like that it, it's too bad it's not like fucking David Ortiz or something. Let me, let me see if I can. But find it's it. it's it's stamped wrong. It's stamped socks red. Well, I'm just saying uh, they all could be like that. Like they could have fucked up the whole thing. Does it say what year it's from? No. I get, oh, actually, I haven't looked, but I just put it back. So. It looks like it's this one. Uh, all the ones I'm seeing on eBay, eBay say Red Sox. I bet you someone would pay money for Maybe that. Maybe we should go on Pawn Stars and ask them. Best I can offer you is like five bucks and a hand job. I will take the five bucks. Roulette time? Yeah, I, th- I I think it's about that time. It's about that time again. Uh, we need a number. Back to the well. Uh, pick a player. Hurry up. Pick a player. Pick a player. Jake. 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 Jake player. Jake player. Lindor. 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 He's number twelve. Is he not? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> my lucky number. So three. So three or twelve? No, we got twelve. Three, three 12. or twelve. Okay. If it's well, I just didn't know if we were going to add them. Yeah. Uh, we are waiting. We are waiting. Still waiting. We are. Here we go. Waiting. Here's here's the spin. It's spinning. It's spinning. It's still spinning. Why do they make this so small where I can't see it? Good vibes. Good vibes. Good vibes. Good vibes. What do we do again? Twelve. Twelve. I see it. I see it. I see it. I'm watching it. My God, this is the longest shit ever. And two. Which is, you'll never guess, nowhere near 12. We suck. Well, 12 has two in it. 12 has two in it. That's true. This is true. But again, we suck. I blame Jake. He picked the number. Yeah, we do. Suck it, Jake. All right, everyone. Well, that's our show for Friday, the 14th. Have fun this weekend. Some uh, We're going to do a NHL breaking news. We're going to do a NHL and an NBA playoff gambling uh, picks and preview at some point. Probably next week. It's Probably on the agenda. Week. Probably next week. We'll have a guest for the NBA. And NHL will include our very own producer, Jake. He'll say more than 10 words this time, everybody. We promise. 
Possibly. <laughs> Stay tuned. All right, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday. Bye. Deuces. Bye.